Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Take Cast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. In this episode of the show, I was joined by Drew Dinkmeyer and Ricky Sanders to draft historical basketball teams, sort of based on who we think would be the five best players to play together if they were to play, you know, a, a five on five round robin basketball game, right? And that so that was the the basic idea behind that was the basic idea behind the draft uh this program is also going to be simulcast on the sports grid television network so if the format sounds a little bit different to you if uh you know maybe we're getting into and out of our breaks a little bit faster than normal that's why but uh, of course always wanted to deliver it for you guys here on the podcast if you want to support the show please leave a rating and review on itunes that's always helpful patreon.com slash takecast gives you bonus episodes of the show and now let's go ahead and get into the draft. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Daily Roto Hour here on SportsGrid. You also might be listening to this in podcast form on the TakeCast podcast feed, which is part of the SportsGrid network. Uh, my name is Davis Maddock. Today, I am joined by Drew Dinkmeyer and Ricky Sanders from Daily Roto, and we have a, a special treat for you today. We are going to be doing a historical NBA draft, myself, Ricky and Drew are all going to be drafting five-man NBA teams with the idea that they would theoretically compete against one another in a, a round-robin format. So, you know, you would not draft five power forwards because they all had the best stats. Theoretically, you want these pieces to fit together, and uh, that's going to be the central topic of the show as we run through these in a snake draft format, just like your uh, fantasy football show. Drew, before I started... We did a, a random.org drawing. You will be selecting first. Ricky will be selecting second. I will be selecting third. And so that means that uh, people are going to mostly be mad at you. People yeah. might quibble with, with Ricky and I's <laughs> yeah. selections, but you have the most difficult choice in this draft. You are selecting first overall. Oh, uh, Also, some quick caveats. We are playing these games under modern NBA rules, and we are also assuming modern NBA training for these players. So we're assuming, you know, Bill Russell's not drinking whiskeys after the game. Uh, we're assuming that Bill Lambeer is not smoking cigarettes at halftime. This is the, the full-on modern experience. So, Drew, why don't you go ahead and start us off with your first overall selection? I mean, I cannot tell you how tilted I am to get the first pick. Um, <laughs> I have for years been avoiding giving a definitive opinion. You've literally, as long as I've known you, you've never, you've never publicly stated this opinion as far as I know. I know. And so I don't feel like this drawing was random. Um, I, I'd like the, the investigators to look into this after the show, but I guess for the sake of entertainment, I'll make the number one pick. Um, in the context of this setting where it's a tournament type format and you're not taking like a player's career, you're just taking kind of a, a few games. Um, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Michael Jordan. And take that MJ is, that LeBron. is shocking. That is not yeah. what I expected. I really, I really thought <laughs> really? that you were going to take LeBron James. Did like, I would have taken LeBron James if I was going first, almost for sure. I don't. I mean, I don't know, Ricky. Where, where, who would you have taken if you were if you were first? Well, I just was on the bandwagon that I knew Drew was taking Michael Jordan, so I had him crossed off my board. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think for a second he was going to be falling. I knew through everything that Drew has said that the Chicago Bulls in him was going to come out. So yeah. I, I just I had no doubt. I think if I were him, I would have had a tough decision. I don't mean to cop out there, but. It is really tough between the two of them. I think LeBron James might be the slightly more well-rounded player, but I think the homer in me would have to take Michael George as well. I th and I will also say this. Uh, the way that I preface that is my caveat is that I think uh, LeBron has inarguably had a better career than Michael Jordan. I don't think that's debatable. Um, but I think if you were to say, who's, you know, give me, give me one game, give me three games, uh, who do you want to win? I think that choice is exceptionally difficult. 
Um, and I'll lean to it towards a little, uh, a little bias from my childhood with Michael. Well, the, and, and he's cutthroat, right? Michael Jordan, yeah. he's not, he's not, oh, little, oh, man. Like, no one will care more about this theoretical round robin tournament than Michael Jordan. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. And you can play this without fans in the stands and he'll show up. It's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> all right, Ricky. So you are on board for pick number two. Where are you going? Uh, I don't think it's a surprise. I'm going LeBron James, and I know that the argument against him is he's played with big threes, but in a draft like this, I feel confident that I can get two other solid players who we can play around. And look, we're in year number, what is it for him? I know we're talking 16, about... 16, I think. 35-year-old LeBron James averaging the second most DraftKings points of his career. So he could still do it. I would probably take you know, LeBron in his prime, maybe 2008. LeBron James would be the one that I would, you know, use for just one. Game. Oh, the the subset. I guess I guess we should also say we are assuming that this is either the prime version of the player, unless you specify, like yeah. maybe you actually don't want the prime version of a player because you want this aspect. But we sh- we should add the caveat that we are expecting this to be the best possible version of the player. Yeah. So I think anywhere between what was it? Uh, 2006 and 2009 Cleveland Cavaliers LeBron James is what I'm shooting for here. There are just some ridiculous numbers in here, despite the fact that, you know, his three-point percentage in the low 30s. Give me him number two. I think this, this is the easiest choice of the whole draft, I think. I would rather pick two than one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, whoever did not go first was going to go yeah. second. It's like you could, you could run this draft uh, 5,000 times, and, and those, would, those guys would be the first two picks uh, 4,900 times. So I am selecting both third and fourth because of the way that this format works with the, uh, with the snaked order of the draft. I am going to take Magic Johnson as my point guard because I love the positional versatility. I want to have multiple ball handlers. Uh, You know, of course, I was like six years old when uh, when he was uh, a thing. But uh, I have, of course, read the book of basketball. And, uh, you know, I, I have a, a high opinion of Magic Johnson's game. I think he actually is a player who, if you dropped him in today's game, even like even if you assumed with the skill set and the training he had then, I think he would still be like a starting NBA player today. At fourth overall, as my complimentary pick, uh, first of all, let's let's play a little bit of Lod and Thinks here. Drew, who do you think that I am going to select with my second pick to pair with Magic Johnson? Um, I think you're going to select a wing player. That is correct. Um, I am about to select a wing player. Because I think the depth at kind of point guard and center, just you know, you've got magic, you can play at either of those positions. So I think you're going to add some wing depth. Um, so you know, best wings of all time, and uh, and with your homer bias, uh, I mean, are you over it with with Kevin Durant? Or are you, no, are we're selecting. Are we're selecting. Kev- we are selecting Kevin Durant. <laughs> we are selecting Kevin Durant with the fourth overall pick. So we have started uh, Davis Maddox historical NBA team has Magic Johnson at point guard or center, uh, depending on how we want to play things. And we also are going to have Kevin Durant as our primary scorer. And, uh, you know, I got to say, the people are already uh, bristling, right? Like the fact that the fact that Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant going over, over Dirk, over Tim Duncan, Mm -hmm. over uh, Larry Bird, who I expect is going to be off the board pretty soon here. I would assume that this is one of the things that is going to cause people uh, the most, uh, the most, you know, difficulty. But if you, if you look at Kevin Durant, right, this is a guy who's won the MVP. He's won the finals MVP. He's won NBA championships. He's competed, uh, you know, pretty much every year that he has been healthy. His team has been amongst the teams competing for the title, even on those Oklahoma city teams that uh, were really, really not deep and talented teams. And I mean, I, I think that a, a healthy Kevin Durant, you know, we assume he plays for five, six more years. I think he is a no doubt first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, do you do you have a problem with this pick, Ricky? No, but I could just tell you that already I'm looking on social media and all these accounts with Kevin Durant as the AVI are tweeting about what a great pick it was. I don't yeah, know. They're, they're yes, they're, they are promoting this show for sure. No doubt about it. There are 3,000 burner accounts from Kevin Durant that are currently uh, currently cheering wildly. I actually was hoping Kevin Durant would make it back to my pick. That was uh, my next target. So I have been sniped for the first time in, uh, in, in our all-time draft year. 
So hopefully, hopefully not the last. And I, and uh, <laughs> I think that I think to probably there is what, what we'll notice throughout the course of this is there is going to be a little bit of bias towards more recent players. There's probably not going to be players who played in the fifties and sixties going in this. Um, obviously because we have not watched them play either in person or on TV, the numbers are not as eye popping and it's hard to, in the modern NBA, it's hard to like really definitively say like, well, would Bill Russell have been Isaiah Hartenstein or would he have been, you know, 2009 Dwight Howard? I, I lean on the, the other side. Isaiah Hartenstein. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I think we could go definitively better than like a borderline G League uh, NBA player. How dare you? Isaiah Hartenstein had 57 <laughs> DraftKings points in his only start this season. How dare you call him a G League player? So, uh, so I have selected Magic Johnson and Kevin Durant to begin my team. Uh, Ricky, you are now selecting with the fifth overall pick. I'm just glad you didn't ask me who, who I thought you were taking because I didn't want to give you insight. I don't think that this guy was actually going to be taken over Kevin Durant in your mind, but I'm going Larry Bird. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's the, that would have been the other guy. Yeah, I was trying to see how it would be weighted between modern-day NBA and, you know, like 70s and 80s. And I think already I can tell it's going to be weighted a little bit more towards modern. I expect Kawhi Leonard to potentially go in this draft now, seeing Durant go that early. But look, 24, 10, six and a half, he can do everything. He was an all-defensive player three times. Give me Larry Bird do- during you know that time where he was an all-defensive player because I want both sides of the floor covered here. But I think LeBron and Larry Bird is a pretty tough start to beat. That is a that is a a pretty stuff. I mean, I guess I guess what you would say though is that LeBron really is the evolutionary Larry Bird in that both of them are best with the balls in their with in their hand. Ricky, how are you? How are you gonna? How are you gonna lead them out as a coach? How are who's gonna be more ball dominant and who's gonna be you know playing off the ball a little bit more between those two? I trust the shot of Larry Bird more off the ball, so we're going LeBron James to lead the team here. But we're definitely gonna need some true shooters around. Uh, we're going to have to solidify the middle, although I think LeBron could defend the center if I want to go small and just yeah. avoid centers. But there's just so many, like you look at these lists of, of top 10 greatest, there's so many centers and it's, it's actually going to be hard to avoid taking a center here. So I still don't know what I'm doing two picks in. Let's just be <laughs> So this is, um, I, I think that in particular, Larry Bird is like, for me, the nexus of the difference between basketball in the 80s and now because you you look at Larry Bird you watch highlight reels of him play and you're like this guy is the eighth man on the Dayton Flyers he weighed about <laughs> what 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 I mean and I'm not saying I'm not saying that this is true I'm saying you 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 look at his like literally like his body and how he moved and you're like it's very hard to imagine that style of guy being really good in the NBA now but obviously Drew I think that he, he maybe even more so than Michael Jordan and those guys would have benefited from modern training because yeah. he probably never lifted a weight in his life. <laughs> imagine, uh, imagine Dirk with Jokic's passing ability. Yeah. That's pretty much Larry Bird. <laughs> like, that's yeah. what Larry Bird would have been in the, in the modern NBA. So yeah. um, I think, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I think it's hard to, hard to, hard he's one of those guys that like it's easily translatable the skills whether you are concerned about like athleticism or different things like that I think all of that would evolve better in today's timeline with training and and medicine and diet and whatnot so I think just his his incredible skill set is kind of easily translatable and I think in the modern NBA when you think about the modern NBA you think so much about shooting and so I think he was like the first great shooter that's one of the challenges of, of comparing players from past generations to now is how much would the value of the three-point line, if it was emphasized in their development, how much would it carry over? You don't have to worry about that with Larry Bird. Like we all know Larry Bird could have shot from anywhere and been totally fine. Um, so yeah, a, a LeBron-Larry Bird pairing feels, feels quite, quite strong. Uh, Davis, it would have been hilarious if you, the, the youngest of the group, had paired Magic and Larry together and gone to the All-80s team. But uh, I, 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 I considered it. It's not, it's not as if yeah. when I was thinking about this that I didn't consider it, but I think that um, when you're, when you're in this format, right, we're imagining these guys playing five on five, like, you know, first to 15 or whatever. I think you just need someone who's going to go and get buckets and yeah. Kev- Kevin Durant is going to go and get buckets. He is a professional bucket getter 
All right, Drew, yeah. you are on the board for your second and third selections in this snake draft. Yeah, so mine are going to be more recent players as well. Um, I don't know if these are going to be guys that you would have expected at this level, but I, you know. I, I thought you were going George Mikan almost for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but when, when, um, when you've got, um, you know, when you've, when you've got the, the two picks in a row here, you got to kind of take your shots on your guys. Uh, and so the first guy I'm going to go with is Kevin Garnett. Um, okay. I gives me a little bit of flexibility to play a couple different ways. Gives me the shooting that I think, is necessary from one of those four or five spots with the defense uh, defensive component as well. And I mean, Kevin Garnett, just an incredible career overall, but Pete Kevin Garnett was just out of this world as well. Um, and I think, you know, in, in his era, the big argument be at his position was him or Tim Duncan. I don't think you could really go wrong with either guy, but I think if you're talking about this era, Kevin Garnett's game adapts a little bit better to, kind of a, uh, an era that might be smaller ball. I'm not sure how you guys are going to play uh, in terms of the lineups that you guys are going to I mean, build. So there is, a, there is a little bit of strategy in this, right? Because we're not saying draft the best possible team. We're saying like you kind of need to be responding to how the other yeah. people are playing this. I, I'm going to try and do a simulation of this somehow. Uh, I don't know whether that, be, whether that be on 2K or find some way to sim it online. Drew, I think that uh, you do make a really interesting point though, which is like, Kevin Garnett actually would have been a great center oh in my God. 2020 because he he was not a great like three point shooter, but he could shoot like 18 footers, and yeah. he was so rangy on defense. He actually might have even been more dominant now. I think he would have, um, and I think if you imagine like kind of you know how Draymond Green looked on the on the Warriors with you know an offensive arsenal as well, um, and in a pick and pop aspect to it, and I do think that if Kevin Garnett had trained more as a three-point shooter, I think he would have been effective in that role as well. Um, I, you know, he just had a very, very smooth jump shot, really good free throw shooter. So I think all those skills would have translated in just incredible defenders. So his, his jump shot animation on NBA live back in the day was like, Ricky, I bet, I bet <laughs> yeah. you know this, like it was the yeah. best jump shot I, animation. Yeah. So I, smooth. Yeah, I'm just scared of him, you know, Drew's preface that he said he's going to take two modern guys. So now I'm on the edge of my seat for a second. Pick. Yeah, I, I, I well, think <laughs> I, my, my, my lot in things here is that I think Drew is about to take Kawhi Leonard. You are correct, sir. Uh, uh, I think this gives me maximum flexibility, too, because now, you know, depending on how you guys build and you guys are going to be able to now build your fourth player before I select my fourth player. Um, I'll have a clear indication of how you've built out your teams, whether you have big teams or whether you have smaller teams. And I think this team with Jordan, Kawhi, Kevin Garnett, those could be my two, three, fours. Those could be my two, four, fives, my two, my, you know, my three, four, fives. So like, I've got a lot of, I, I gotta say though, you're, you're, you all, like all of those guys are good jump shooters. I would say, mm -hmm. I would say good. None mm -hmm. of them are, uh, 90th percentile well, jump shooters. Well, yeah. so the only, the only guy that I think you can make the clear case, like I, I think you could make a developmental case for Jordan and Garnett. Yeah, he would be great at it now. areas that those guys would have shot at those levels. Um, but yes, obviously when you're taking, you know, more, uh, more of kind of overall, I think balance and like leaning a little bit more on the defensive side of the ball as well. Like I, I think, uh, I think, your guys' teams, while are going to be loaded with incredible scorers, uh, are going to be facing some of the best defense that they've ever faced in their lives. Do you think that Kevin Durant, it, like, give give Kevin Durant a grade as a defensive player? This was a huge I thing. Taken, I would have taken Durant. To, I, I would have taken Durant exactly where you okay. took him. I would have considered taking him third, actually. Um, I think the that Kevin Durant is an exceptional defensive player. Um, and I think Kevin Durant is, you know, Kevin Garnett, uh, a little bit thinner, so probably can't do as much of the pure five stuff depending on who you're playing No, they're against. very similar players, though. But I think they're very similar with – and Kevin, Kevin Durant has a better handle and, and uh, better quickness. So, yeah, I think – You know, uh, his, as, a, as a longtime Kevin Durant fan, his handle's not that good. It's like it's, – it, especially when he was young, it was really, really painful to watch. He got, he got better at it, but he was – really not good at it when uh when he was young so ricky we are we are now looking at drew's team um he has michael jordan he has kevin garnett and he has Kawhi leonard you are now um back on 
the clock. Where are you, where, where's your head at right now as you are attempting to make the eighth overall selection to add so, to, uh, to LeBron James and Larry Bird? So my head's, I know who I'm taking. I'm shocked that Drew did not take the player that I'm taking. I don't think it's the greatest chemistry setup for my team, but I'm also having a hard time, you know, passing on some of these centers. I mean, none of us have taken Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who I think is one of the yeah. best five players in NBA yeah. history. I, I don't know. I didn't know if he was even going to be selected in this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like Shaq, Tim Duncan. Yeah. And then there's two guys that I'm having a really tough time handicapping, like where they'd fit here, which is Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain, because I don't know how they'd translate. So, like, there's all these names on the board. But because no one's taking centers, I'm going to let you guys make that decision if it <laughs> get to that point. I'm going to take Kobe. That was Oh, I think, you know, I could have gone with a patch hold strategy here and taken – there's a guy who I think is a, you know, a pure shooter who I think will go in this draft who probably belongs to be drafted, who maybe has some defensive efficiencies. And then I could take, you know, some big men who are great defensively and struggle offensively. But I just want to keep going with these complete players. Kobe, 17 seasons of I think it's at least 500 minutes and then positive plus minus Carl Malone, the other only other guy – with similar such, you know, seasons. And I have a lot of scoring here. It's going to be tough to share the ball around, but I think everyone, we've seen LeBron do it, go to teams where he's more willing to, you know, give the ball up with Dwayne Wade. We've seen Kobe Bryant be in big threes. So I think I have the correct team to do it at least. So that is, that is really interesting. Kobe was another guy that I didn't know if he was even going to go in this at all, because I think there are a lot of comparable players to him. Well, not, so maybe not to Kobe exactly, but to the position that he will be occupying in these teams, you could go more modern and you could think Steph Curry, you could think James Harden, or you could go, you know, I'm wanting, I'm wanting my, my guards to be a little bit more of passers as opposed to scores. And you can think, um, Pistol Pete, you can think uh, Oscar Robinson or Os- uh, Oscar Robinson, rather Robertson. There we go. I-, I knew I'd get there. I knew I'd get there eventually. I think that uh, you know, if it was someone other than me, obviously you could make the argument for Chris Paul as one of the best point guards of all time. So I, I think that I think that uh, that was a really interesting selection. Why Why did you go with Kobe over Harden or Curry? I wanted the more complete player. Look, I think James Harden might be the greatest scorer in the history of the NBA, the way he's playing right now. But I wanted that combination of defense and offense, and no one tried harder than Kobe. Uh, I just thought I got, you know, effort on both sides of the floor that I – I'm not saying, you know, James Harden and Curry don't No, it, it's effort, true that effort is not something yeah. that we would be talking about for James Harden. It's like the, 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 the key yeah. quality for James Harden is effort. I think the fun, the interesting thing about this is just to reiterate that the this this draft would probably look totally differently if we were saying let's draft the best players of all time of right? all time or let's draft the best careers of all time. But when yeah. you're trying to kind of fit a roster together and you're competing against other people, you do at least I, I think all of us have alluded to this in some extent. You do start to value kind of optionality or um diverse skill sets a little bit more as as Ricky alluded to in terms of Kobe over or James Harden um and certainly Kobe's a guy who's had a better career than Kawhi Leonard but I personally think on a you know small short-term basis where I can have plenty of rest uh with simulated Kawhi Leonard I you know I was comfortable taking him above Kobe yeah, I, and I think that's fair. So to talk about some of the players who have not been drafted yet, and this so this is just from a list of uh, NBA records for win shares of all time. We have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, we have George Mikan, who is probably not going to go in this draft at all. We have Oscar Robertson, who might go in this draft. We have um, David Robertson. Shaq is still out there. Uh, and then, you know, obviously some guys who literally no one has ever heard of, uh, Alex, Alex Groza, uh, apparently is 35th all time in single season win shares. So, uh, he played in 1950, 51 probably. So that's, uh, that's an example of some of the guys who have not gone yet in this draft. So, uh, to recap now we are through, um, eight selections. Michael Jordan went first overall. LeBron James went second overall to Ricky. I picked third and fourth overall. I selected Magic Johnson and Kevin Durant. Ricky then took Larry Bird at fifth. Uh, Dink took Kevin Garnett at sixth. 
Kawhi Leonard at seventh to pair him with Michael, to pair them with Michael Jordan. And then Kobe Bryant went eighth overall to Ricky. I'm about to select um, the ninth and 10th overall. So Drew, you're, you're sitting there, you're looking at my team. I have Magic Johnson and I have Kevin Durant. Where do you think my where do you think I'm I'm leaning for this next selection or where where maybe would you be leaning? I already have my selection in my head, so you're not going to influence yeah. me you one know, way I or think, the other. <laughs> I think it's I think it's really tough because I think you need to more than my position because Ricky and I have kind of been you know kicking the can down the road on whether we're going to play kind of big boy basketball and have some true centers out there. Uh, or whether we're going to play kind of a, a small ball type era. And I, I kind of think you, your next two selections ultimately will dictate that. I think most of the best overall players on the board left are of the true big man variety. And so if you choose not to get one here, there's certainly enough depth that if Ricky and I then got one, you could still kind of circle back. Um, but you would be kind of locking in a positional disadvantage. So the way that I look through it, I kind of think it might make sense for you here to basically um, have Magic in that point guard role, have Kevin Durant as a wing on the 3-4, and then kind of lock in a true big here and know that your team is just size-wise going to be a problem for everybody else. So what you're, what you're saying is, in fact, the decision that I have made to do. And, and you know what? I'll, I'll say this pick right here is likely going to be the upset of the draft in the sense that anyone watching this who knows me would have never projected for me to make this selection. Uh, but with the ninth overall pick, I'm going to select the third greatest player in NBA history, Bill Russell. This is per. Oh this is of gosh. course. What this is, is of course. Wow. This is of course per the book of basketball. But oh my god! So if you if you look at if you look at Bill Russell, he was basically the most dominant defensive player of all time. Did he play in an era where it was really easy for centers to play defense? Um, did his defensive win shares get aided by the fact that he was like really the only big rebounding on his team? Probably a little bit. But from everything that I have ever heard Bill Russell say about basketball. From what I have watched of him play basketball, obviously, you know, not live games or, or anything like that. But Bill Russell, I think, is the correct answer if you're going to take a center in this format. Because if you're looking at the other players that have been selected, these are mostly offensively great players, right? So you're not you don't you don't want to be drafting a center like uh, like Dwight or even like even like Wilt or Kareem, whose primary function on your team is going to be scoring the basketball. I, I don't, I have Kevin Durant and I have Magic Johnson. I don't need someone to be scoring the basketball for me. I need the best defensive center in NBA history. So Ricky, I'm taking Bill Russell. That was shockers. That was a shocker. That would, to me. I mean, I, I'm, I'm totally shocked. I cannot believe how much uh, Bill Simmons Kool-Aid you have, you have drank. <laughs> I mean, I, I, first of all, I do love Bill Simmons and I love his books and, and I probably would not have taken Bill Russell here had I not read the book of basketball, which by the way, is a, it, it's still a good read. That book still very much holds up for those of you out there, but I, I stand by it. Bill Russell, dude, he knows the secret of team basketball, winning as player in NBA history. I just want to chime in here and laugh at the fact that we got the Larry Bird to Isaiah Hartenstein, com you know, comp, and now Bill <laughs> Russell. Who, now Bill Russell. Who no, I, I comped Bill no, Russell gave, to Isaiah Hartenstein. Yeah, he gave Bill Russell the Isaiah <laughs> Hartenstein comp. <laughs> so, so he basically just drafted Isaiah Hartenstein nice, in an all-time draft. With 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 the caveats of modern training, <laughs> modern coaching, I think that your – Best case scenario, or, or, or really what the on-court impact of someone like Russell is going to be now, would be like the smartest possible version of Rudy Gobert, which in this tournament where rebounding and defense, I think are going to be soup, like, like having just an elite defensive rebounder when you guys are, are building smaller rosters, I think has a lot of value. So I, I'm going Bill Russell, and I won't be mocked for it, Drew. I simply won't be mocked for taking Bill Russell. Well, you could have at least taken him tenth, um, since you have two picks back to back. Who, I could who, have. Are you pairing, who are you pairing with Bill with Bill Russell, with Magic Johnson, with Kevin Durant? Now? So I, I need some space, right? Because if I I I have I have elected to take a player who may not shoot field goal attempts for me other than than rebounds and putbacks, right? That will probably be the only shot attempts that Bill Russell takes. 
So I'm so going to take, so I'm going to take Stephanie. Gotta Curry. go Steph. Gotta yeah. go yeah. Steph. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah. and, and because now if I had not had these picks back to back, so for example, if we had done like a third round reversal or something and Ricky had been selecting here, I would have taken Steph Curry and then just taken whoever the remainder of will Kareem, you know, who, like whoever, whoever there for that defensive anchor at center. Are we, uh, I think we need to extend this draft to a six man draft at least. So there's not okay. a clear advantage from having the odd numbered rounds. Yeah. So we need, so we need a sub. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, that's, but yeah, that's I think, good. I think, I think Stephen Curry makes a ton of sense at, for, for the roster construction. Basically you're saying like, look, all right, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to have my distributor. I'm Matt playing Johnson. four out. I'm going to play. Yeah. I'm going to play four out. I'm going to have the ball in Magic Johnson's hands. I'm going to have Steph, Steph Curry stretching out that defense. I'm, when things get tough on offense, I'm going to have one of the best isolation scores of all time. And Kevin Durant, uh, they're there to help bail things out. And defensively, I'm going to make up for Stephen Curry's inadequacies potentially by having Bill Russell. By having that. Bill Russell. There we go. I'm right. feeling, I'm right. feeling, I'm feeling good about that. All right. So Drew, you are now, you are now back No, it's up. back to Ricky. Oh, it's, it's back, back to Ricky. Yeah. There we go. Big disadvantage for you coming through here. Lots of talent coming off oh, the board, Drew. Yeah. So now it's back to Ricky. I was really hoping Curry would fall there. I'm not going to lie. I had this, this whole strategy where I was going to draft him, that I was going to draft the defensive center, sort of like you did. I mean, given – see, this is where you misread the room, Ricky, because yeah. with your last pick taking Kobe – and if you know anything about oh. Davis Maddock, I wasn't going to take Kobe. He wasn't taking Kobe. There was no chance he was oh. taking Kobe. So you misread the room there for sure. I just thought he was the logical guy who had the, <laughs> you know, had the defense and the scoring. But yeah, I guess I did. And now that leaves me in a spot here. I could either. This, this go. does leave you in a spot. This is not a super easy spot that you have uh, that you've been put into. So, people, Ricky's roster right now is LeBron James, Larry Bird, and Kobe Bryant. So, really, he's got three wings right now. Yeah, my I really thought Curry was going to tie it all together, sort of like Big Lebowski in the rug. But I, I think I'm going to have to switch it up here. I'm not sure, man, it's, it's between two guys. I'll give you my thinking. It's between Oscar Robertson and James Harden. See, I would take Harden for sure. And I think I've got enough rebounding with, you know, I've got some big forwards there and Oscar Robertson kind of was, you know, the, the olden day Russell Westbrook. If, if I do want to give Robertson some credit though, the, the, possessions per game back when he played were actually much more like the games now they they played an insane yep. amount of possessions per game so he tr would translate pretty well i think yeah i think this is a really tough decision um man i'm just gonna go robertson i don't think i don't know if that's the best fit for this team uh the fact that he'll he'll distribute the ball more i think will help i already have enough offense with everyone else. So I don't necessarily need Harden. I know if things broke down, I could get the step back threes that I have faith in, but I'm going to go Robertson. I don't feel great about it. Yeah. There yeah. we go. All right, Drew, Oscar Robertson's off the board. No idea. No idea if your sights were set on him or not. Uh, no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> I was, I would say that Steph Curry was certainly under consideration for me if he had gone back, but clearly that wasn't going to happen with Ricky's reaction. So I don't feel like I was totally sniped there. I definitely wasn't taking Bill Russell. I'll tell you that much. Um, I, you know, seeing how you guys are trending with, with the teams is kind of hard. I was hoping that there would be a clear delineation on whether you guys were going to play big or whether you guys were going to play smaller. And I didn't really get that. You know, Ricky didn't really kind of tip his hand on kind of where he's going. He's still got kind of a bunch of hybrid kind of wing ish players and, you with Bill Russell doesn't have like a huge post-up threat there. Um, yeah, so you don't you don't need to be taking someone to defend Bill Russell, basically. Right. So I'm yeah. trying to think through kind of what my what my best approach is. I'll give my first pick, who I'm who I'm, I'm pretty confident in here, um, and that's going to be Chris Paul, uh, the point god himself, um, a person who that I I think will be very comfortable uh, taking a second seat uh, offensively behind Michael Jordan. And, and be very happy to deliver perfect entry passes to Michael Jordan for those, you know, post-up fadeaway twos. Um, and a, a player that can also space the floor out in terms of from shooting the three and a player that defensively, like, really fits what I've got going here with Michael Jordan, uh, Kawhi, 
um, and Kevin Garnett in terms of just defensive menaces. So I think uh, Chris Paul will be my first selection. That gives me kind of the the decision now on where I do I want to slide. Classic, the wing. classic Drew draft here. Yeah, very, I mean, very, very clearly uh, in my wheelhouse. Um, I think, I think one of the challenges that my team might have is because I have some shooting, but not a ton of elite shooting. I might need to create more extra possessions and I'm trying to do that defensively. But the other way to do that is just dominate the boards. And I think I have the type of team that can do that. And I'm going to add to that with Will Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain. I, I, I honestly did not know if he was going to go. And, and I, I think probably if I do not take Bill Russell, he probably doesn't go, I would think. He might not. I, I just yeah. statistically hard to, hard to hard argue, to argue. What, with yeah. anything that Will Chamberlain ever did. And so I think I'm going to get more offensive opportunities and be able to potentially combat some of the big, big size uh, that you guys have on the wings with uh, Will Chamberlain's massive rebounding ability download. So Drew's team is Michael Jordan, Kevin Garnett, Kawhi Leonard, Chris Paul, and Will Chamberlain. Pretty good team. Pretty good feeling team. Pretty good. Feeling pretty good about things. Feeling, feeling pretty good. Uh, yeah, I think, you, I think you should feel pretty good about that. So Ricky and I are about to make our last two selections, and then we're also going to go ahead and, uh, and have some bench selections. So Ricky, your team is LeBron James, Larry Bird, Kobe Bryant, and Oscar Robertson. Still no real interior presence. My team has Bill Russell. Dink has Wilt Chamberlain. So I think there is a, a pretty obvious selection here for you to be making, and I'm wondering if you're going to make it or go uh, off the board a little more squirrely. Well, I don't see this as obvious. I want to ask a question. Do I have to draft my starting lineup before no. I draft my bench? No, no, no. We yeah, can no, take no. our sixth guy, and you can, we can alternate it. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Now I don't have to be upset with my last decision. I'm going James Harden. Oof, that's it. Ooh, now, I don't it have to, now I don't have to be upset that I made the wrong decision. I can bring him off the bench, and I can make that center decision later. Yeah, so you can you can alternate Kobe Bryant or James Harden. Probably you just you just sub one of them in. You let one of them shoot until their arms and legs get tired, and then you and then you sub the other one out. So Ricky's five man unit as of right now is James Harden, Oscar Robertson, Kobe Bryant, Larry Bird, and LeBron James. I gotta say. A lot of guys who really like to have the basketball in their hands on that team. A lot of guys who are going to be looking at their teammates like, uh, hey, man, why don't you – like, imagine James Harden, LeBron James, and Larry Bird trying to play pickup with one another uh, and then, with, and then add Kobe. Kobe. And then add Kobe. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm saying you put those three in there and then, and then you add Kobe to that mix. I would say it seems like Ricky's team does not believe in the secret. The, the, Ricky, not, no, not big Ricky, on team cohesiveness. Ricky is very much uh, depending on the factor that this is going to be played out in a robot simulation as opposed yeah. to any human emotions involved whatsoever because, whoo boy, there's only one basketball for these guys. Yeah, this is the this is the Dwayne Wade, LeBron James problem, the Kevin Durant, Steph Curry problem. Uh, all of that it definitely exists in a very major way on Ricky's team. So now we are going to the last starting selection of this draft. Uh, I'm sitting here looking at my team. I have a, a starting lineup right now of Magic Johnson. I guess really at wing, right? Really, I'd be playing Magic Johnson more, kind of as. Uh, yeah like in the a Gordon ball, Hayward ball, position. A dominant wing. Yeah, a, a point forward maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I have, I have uh, Magic Johnson, I have Kevin Durant, I have Bill Russell, and I have Stephen Curry. And, uh, you know, Stephen I, Curry? I, is that, is... I, I like to call him that. Um, <laughs> I, I am going to – I am going to uh, – I, I got to think about this selection because I, I probably do want a – no, like I need a scorer, right? Like I need someone to shoot, and uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not particularly. I'm not particularly thrilled that Ricky just selected James Harden because that was uh, that was who I really wanted. So I'm. I'm kind of thinking about. I'm kind of thinking about guards, but I need a guard who can shoot here. I'm not. I'm not particularly interested in any kind of ball dominant guards or or guards who need the ball to be effective on the court. So I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make a squirrely selection here. This one, this one would not have been on the boards. Uh, 
Do you do you ever do you want to wager a guess, Drew? I do. I have two guesses. Let's um, hear it. They're both shooters, just pure shooters. Uh, Ray Allen and Reggie Miller. So you're you're extremely you're extremely close uh, in in that vein. I'm gonna. So it's not either of those two. Do you want to venture a guess, Ricky? In the same vein, my guess was Steve Nash, but he's not in the same as no. Steve, Steve Nash is correct because late career, oh, wow, late, late late career Steve Nash. Let's let's just go ahead and read these three point percentages from like late career Steve Nash. Forty three percent from three, thirty nine percent, thirty nine percent, forty two percent, forty three percent. It like so like I don't I do not want Mavericks Nash on this team because he needs the ball too much. The, the challenge like, the challenge I'll I'll say though is that you picked a sixth man that left your roster pretty much having to play one way because you this can't is play this Stephen is no Curry and Steve Nash on the floor together. Can you? Are you so? Are this you, is this is not my sixth man. This is my fifth man. But, but, okay, but my point is, how much can you play yeah. Nash and Curry together in this situation? Or do you just assume that Bill Russell is going to clean up everything? I mean, why can't he? Um, and and I have, I have, I have Kevin Durant as my, I have Kevin Durant as my power forward. So like I, I, I already, and Magic Johnson was is going to be like Magic Johnson would be able to defend. Chris Paul would be able to defend Oscar Robertson. Like I, I think that defending, if he's defending Chris Paul, who are Nash and Curry defending? <laughs> well, look, it's just we haven't we haven't thought that far about it. I, I needed I needed look I, I needed the space. I at like I I needed I needed a guy who has to be guarded out to twenty eight feet mm. because I mm. selected because I selected Bill Russell, who's not going to be in the business of of getting buckets. I me. think um, I think your only route to winning this draft in the court of public opinion, Davis, is through uh, five thousand Kevin Durant burner accounts. Yeah. No, I just I, I have to. I so now now I have created I have created a funnel in which I have to take a dominant-ish, like a dominant style wing player with my next selection so that I don't have to play Curry and Nash together so that they can be substituted if and when needed. And uh, you, you might say, well, like how many dominant wing players are there really in that vein? Uh, but because we're, we're looking at the whole of NBA history, uh, there, there are like a plethora, right? Like we can go, we could go modern with Paul George, right? Uh, we could go, we could, we could go super old school and we could go Dr. J, right? There, there are a lot of different directions that we could go here. And uh, there, I mean, I could even go, I could even go farther back. We could go Elgin Baylor or something like that. Like even, even all of that is an option, but because I need the defense more than I need the scoring, right? Like I, I need a player who can come in and get boards and score and do just a little bit of everything. Uh, I am going to take. I'm going to take Paul George. I'm going to, I'm going to take Paul George right now as my as my wing player. And let me tell you, this is more insulting uh, in like terms of the context of the history of the game than yeah. uh, than anything else because people yeah. are not going to people are not going to like the idea of like the current 13th best player in the NBA as a guy in this format. But uh, I I feel pretty okay about it. Do you think it's bad, Drew? I think it's bad. <laughs> okay, so you, you you prefer you prefer I I get the other guy. There I was, was thinking a name. About. There was a name that that while you were talking through that, that is the name that I have in my mind for my next pick. That, well, don't uh, don't say it. Don't say yeah, it. Yeah, right? I was concerned that that you were you were trending towards. Yeah, I mean, I thought about I thought about Doctor J. I thought about Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, guys like that throughout there. Um, but uh, the logo. You know, the logo, Jerry West. Yeah, Jerry West. Uh, it's just kind of hard to translate his game as like a, um, a, a modern player. But there we are, Ricky. So you are now up with your your bench selection. <sighs> yeah, I think this guy's going to end up being a starter for me because you guys both have bigs, and I've waited just about as long as I can to take one. It's clearly between three guys, right? And At least in my opinion. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I think, is like the obvious pick here. Correct. But in a game where we're getting up and down the floor, I love the athleticism of David Robinson, who I think is probably yeah. farther down list. The, the Admiral is a very sneaky selection here, I think. Yeah. But at the same time, like if my offense does go south because they're fighting about who's going to get the ball, I probably need a true rim protector. And Hakeem Olajuwon has blocked 551 yeah. more shots than anyone else. 
and Hakeem, he's got the dream yeah. snake. Yeah. I think I'm going Hakeem Olajuwon. For yeah, me. that's a great pick. My it is. It is a very good pick. Yeah, it's a great pick. Yeah, I love. I love Hakeem. Uh, not only blocks but steals too. Just I mean, yeah. that guy would have been such a Fanduel scoring freak back in the day with the amount of steals and blocks that he was averaging per game. Um, and had the shooting touch that I think would have developed a little bit further in the modern NBA as well. So I think Hakeem's an, ex- an excellent I'm choice. I'm really tilting this Paul George selection. I just like, I know, I just like, I, I know it's fine, but I know that there are better iterations of Paul George that have existed throughout the history of NBA. And I just got caught uh, in the middle of it and not able to think fast enough. So Ricky, your team as it stands now is Hakeem Olajuwon, James Harden, Oscar Robertson, Kobe Bryant, Larry Bird, and LeBron James. Uh, you know, again, adding adding still a pretty offensive center in Hakeem Olajuwon, though I guess I don't know. I don't know anything about him. Don't know if he would have complained about his touches or not. Drew probably would have a better hold on uh, on if Hakeem would have been complaining to his teammate about no, needing the ball in the so. post more. I, think I, really, I really I think, don't know. I think things would work out okay, uh, but I think, you know, Ricky's got enough uh, chemistry issues to kind of work through on that team. I don't think I don't think Akeem's. I'm just I'm just imagining those guys like on a, like on a team. I guess I guess probably a lot of these guys have played together on Team USA in the past. Yeah. Like I'm sure I'm yeah. sure they did. So yeah. so maybe if Ricky if people criticize you on Twitter after this, uh, you can just you can just go ahead you can go ahead and get mad at them about it and you can just say well they played on team usa so no chemistry issues it's fine yeah i'm gonna have to find videos of lobs from like kobe to i don't know actually from probably it's likelier larry bird to Olajuwon. correct yeah yeah um all right so drew you now have the last selection of the draft and you're gonna take who i should have taken likely Uh, i'm gonna take scotty pippen yeah. Oh, oh, I thought I, about him. Paul George is just not – he's just, like, not as good. Oh, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I get the, I get the MJ Scotty uh, oh. duo paired together. I got uh, another wing defender that can also be a point forward, played a lot of point forward at different points in his career. So can I mean, one, one 50 games without Michael Jordan. One, yeah, like basically like had a had a, you know – Eastern Conference champion type talent caliber team without Michael Jordan did plenty of damage without Michael Jordan in his career and uh, showed he could be, you know, dominant number one in that fashion as well. Uh, did stuff that Paul George has never done in his career. I just, I, um, it, it was, it's, it's inexcusable. I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to try and like, I'm not going to try and uh, I, mean, I, like, had, I actually had like some anxiety as you were describing the type of player. I was like, Oh uh, my God. Oh my God, he's going to take Pippen. He's going to take Pippen. I, and then yeah, when you, you said Paul George. I just like you can look back on the on the video. I smirked immediately, <laughs> like when you said Paul George. <laughs> I'm very happy to pair uh, MJ and Scotty together. The childhood Bulls fan in me uh, feels feels very uh, warm and fuzzy inside. And I think that team, the team that I've compiled, is just you know good yeah, luck. Yeah, you you uh, you bink. you you win you up. win you win whatever. That's so annoying. That's so annoying. <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe I guess this is what I get for for uh, being such a boomer hater all the time is that I like that that Paul George came to my mind as like <laughs> like like when I like when I think like lanky three point shooting defender I think Paul George before I think Scottie Pippen because I'm such a boomer hater and uh, you know it's really it's going to hurt me in the court of public opinion on this one so Drew your team is Scottie Pippen Wilt Chamberlain Kawhi Leonard Kevin Garnett Chris Paul, Michael Jordan. How do you how do you feel about that about that combined? Who starts? Are you starting Scottie Pippen and Wilt, or are yeah, you? I mean, we've got we've got matchups to play, baby. Uh, depends on depends on who who we're who we're going up against. I, you know, I think um, if we're going up against your squad, Davis, I think we're probably uh, you know I, actually probably against both squads. We'll probably play Wilt down low and probably have Scottie be our uh, our sub off the bench. The other important part about Scottie there is. I didn't know if this tournament would have back-to-backs or not, but if it did... Oh, uh, we're playing back-to-backs. We're playing back-to-backs. I need some insurance for Kawhi. I don't know if he'll be able to handle the simulation back-to-backs, so I got a little bit of insurance there as well with Scotty. Not only not only are we playing back-to-backs, we're playing the games back-to-back-to-back. We're doing this in one day. We're doing <laughs> we're doing a five-on-five tournament. Uh, you, can, you can sub after every basket if you want, uh, but, and it's, it's like best to... It's like first to 15. 
Yeah, my, the, so the only the only definitely need some rest there. Yeah. The only hope that uh, that might so okay. So to reiterate, the team that I selected: Magic Johnson, Kevin Durant, Bill Russell, uh, Stephen Curry, Steve Nash, Paul George. I mean, I it's like so the the hope that my team would have is that we just shoot like fifty five percent from three, right? That we just <laughs> we space we space it out and we we do we play Rockets ball and and Bill Russell just doesn't let the other teams score at the rim. Ricky, your final team, uh, you started with LeBron James. You drafted Larry Bird, Kobe Bryant, Oscar Robertson, James Harden, Hakeem Olajuwon. How do you feel about how you came out of this? I think my team's competitive. I think we clearly would have to play matchups depending on who we played against. I think Hakeem would probably be on the court against most of your teams, and I would debate whether I would go Oscar Robertson or James Harden, depending on, you know, what I thought I needed. But I think, you know, we could fix what's going on on offense here. We could run LeBron James at point guard. There might be, you know, a shortage of ball and that everyone wants to take their shots. But I think solidifying the rim with Akeem Olajuwon really helped my competitiveness. So I think I could compete with Drew, although I think his team is pretty darn good. And I'm kind of tilting not taking Scotty. Yeah, Drew has Drew has the bet. Like, so if we don't if we don't extend this to to six picks, I it's like not as good for Drew. But we all just miss, we I all know. just it's miss wild. Scotty Pippen. It's wild. I had a big advantage. Uh, we thought by going just five picks because I would have had you know the the first pick in the fifth round. But then Ricky and I it. both dunked but it. Then then you guys just punted <laughs> away your sixth round picks, and so I ended up with an even greater advantage. Well, yeah, okay, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it out there that like Paul George is. Like, like this guy is not Robert Covington. Like, Paul George <laughs> has gotten MVP votes. He has been on very good NBA teams before. Has he gotten an MVP vote? He did two years ago, yeah. Okay, okay. So, like he, uh, so like did, he get, did he get one? How many did he get? <laughs> well, the NBA has ranked choice NBA voting. Mm, or MVP okay. voting. True, so. true, true. Uh, so, it's not I – don't, I don't think that the team I drafted is bad, and I feel – I would feel a lot better with Scottie Pippen. I think that the Steve Nash, uh, Steph Curry, Paul George rotation is pretty good in a modern context because all those guys can shoot threes. And I think that like even playing Nash and Curry together, maybe that's difficult defensively, but that is overwhelming offensively, especially when paired um, with Kevin Durant and with Magic Johnson. So I feel good. I was just looking at Paul George's basketball reference page and under awards, uh, he, he is listed as the 2012, 2013 most improved player. So that, so he's got so, that going for him. In, he's got that going all, for him. In an all time draft in terms of the top 15 players, top 18 players of all time, <laughs> uh, getting the 2012, 2013 <laughs> most improved player is, is something that's inarguable really. It's inarguable. So probably should have taken Scottie Pippen. Everyone, thank you very much for listening. We will definitely be back in the future with more content like this. Maybe we'll draft entire MLB teams, and that'll be something that uh, as not maybe non-boomers will be really bad at that because they'll only be able to draft guys who hit 40 home runs now. Everyone, make sure to check out dailyroto.com, sportsgrid.com, all of our sponsors. We, uh, we really appreciate all of you guys listening to the show. Give us feedback on social media, on, uh, on whose draft is best i don't want to hear any paul george slander in these posts and uh, we really appreciate all of you guys listening